0: Welcome to the Desert City Church Podcast. This is Tom Hagedon, and I am joined by Jared Doe. This is our conversation on Sunday's message, a companion piece to the podcast you'll see with the full message in it. We definitely recommend you go back and to listen to it in full. But here will be just kind of a brief conversation, walking through a commentary on Sunday's message. We're currently going through our series, Rooted, What We Believe and Why It Matters. Uh, and we are on part two, how does God speak? If you remember last week we talked about who is God, and now we 're talking about how does God speak so Jared, just open us up what What did you begin with on sunday morning
1: yeah, so another another like nice, easy question right who is God and now how does he speak uh, so yeah, I opened up you know, with a story about the mosquito ringtone. If you've listened to the message, you know what this is about. I actually stumbled across this story at a youth specialties conference back in like 2007. And I think like what was so unique about the story that caught my attention is the mosquito ringtone is this noise that can be heard by teenagers, but older, older people can't hear it. And so if you're over 18, your ears have almost become too dull to hear the noise. And it kind of opened up me up to this idea that there's, there are noises in this world, there are sounds that teenagers can hear, that young people can hear, but older people can't. And so that, that kind of, you know, played in, set, set us up, segued us into this text that we went through on Sunday, First Samuel chapter 3, yeah. And so like when we look at First Samuel 3, there's this, you know, the story opens up, it tells us that the word of the Lord was rare. And you have a couple characters. You have Eli the high priest, and you have Samuel, who's this young boy who's been dedicated to the, the temple. And it tells us that Eli, as he's getting older, his you know, his eyes and ears are dull. And and God shows up and he's he's ready to speak. He has this word for his people. And Eli and Samuel are both, you know, in kind of in the house of the Lord and and God speaks to Samuel, not to Eli. Uh and, and so it's interesting, you know, as the story goes, like Samuel doesn't know who's speaking to him. He runs up and asks Eli, did you call me? And Eli says, no, I didn't call you. And that happens three times. And finally, Eli realizes that, oh, the, the it must be God that's calling Samuel. So we tell Samuel, if you, hear, if you hear this voice calling to you again, say, these words speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And what we find is, you know, God speaks. And and Samuel says this little cadence, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And then God says, I'm I'm about to tell you something, and it's important. As God speaks to me, says I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something, and then you're gonna take what I say and tell it to other people. And all who hear it says that their ears are going to tingle, <laughs> right? Tingle. What a great—I don't know what the Hebrew word is for that, but it, this idea that like he he says something, uh, he, he's ready to speak, and he speaks to Samuel. And uh, we believe that as yes, God speaks to Samuel in the same way, he he speaks to to all of his people. And it's it's interesting that Eli. Uh, doesn't hear, but Samuel does. Yeah.
0: And, and so when we look at the Old Testament, God speaks a lot, right? And, and I, you know, look at my own life and I, I don't see a Samuel story even for my life, but I also don't see like a burning bush or, you know, some of the s- stories within the Old Testament that God speaks to people through. So why are we not seeing a burning bush today?
1: Yeah, right. So, like, this is one story of God speaking and what we talked about is, you know, is we're, we're trying to understand, like, how does God speak? You have this weird story of, like, God speaking to Samuel, and and, uh, and then you have these other stories of God speaking, like you said, like Moses in the burning bush, where he's, like, walking through the wilderness, and all of a sudden, this bush that he probably walks by all the time catches fire, and and the details of the fire isn't consuming the bush, but the voice of God comes from this burning bush to, to Moses. is like, what, what's going on? Here, like with that story, like that, that's interesting. God's speaking, you know, through, through this burning bush. And then you have this other crazy story, you know, with, with this guy named Balaam who owns a donkey and he's riding the donkey and, and God's trying to get, you know, communicate to him. And eventually the donkey starts speaking. Like, God speaks to him through the donkey. Like (laughs) Like Shrek. Yeah, like, yeah, right? I mean, the inspiration of Shrek, you have, like, was Eddie Murphy voice speaking (laughs) as God? I don't know. I was thinking something off of, like, Narnia. (laughs) But, like, this donkey is speaking. And so, like, even as we consider, like, how does God speak? What we find is that there are these weird, strange passages where God speaks in different and surprising ways. God speaks to Samuel, and then God speaks to Moses through this burning bush. God speaks to Balaam through the donkey, he's showing up through angels, angels, these messengers in all sorts of different ways that are always kind of outside of the box and surprising to people who receive this word from God. And so I, I remember as a child, I would like considering this question of like, how does God speak? I would always like wish that God would speak like he does in the Old Testament or something, right? Like the God would show up and speak in this audible voice because then I could discern the voice of God and it would be easy to be obedient to what he's saying. But then you read these stories, and you, you realize, like, you know, these are, these are pretty outrageous stories. And then you consider someone like Abraham, right? We think, like, Abraham has this direct line to God. God speaks to Abraham all the time. But as you even read through the life of Abraham, you know, God only speaks to him maybe, maybe seven times, and you think that's a lot. But you, that, that's over the course of, like, 40 years. And sometimes there's, like, 10 years in between God speaking, And so like, I, sometimes it's like we, we read, you know, we'll read that story in like three minutes and think, oh, I wish God would speak to us like, like that. But really, you know, God's speaking in these very, uh, you know, pivotal times in Abraham's life spread out over years and years and years. So yeah, as we, as we even approach this topic of how does God speak, we have to realize that God, God, there's not always a formula. Like God speaks in all these different ways and, Sometimes it's unconventional. Sometimes it's surprising. Sometimes it's when you would least expect. Yeah.
0: Now, you spoke to this in another sense, in this idea of creating space, talking about First Kings chapter 19 uh, with the story of Elijah. Um, it's the story of God speaking to him, not in the wind, the earthquake, or fire, but in this still, small voice, essentially this whisper. So as we're talking about our ears are dull, you, you spoke about creating the space that we need to have in order to, to hear his voice. And I think you even pointed to Mother Teresa in a, a conversation that she had with a journalist, that I think, sets that up well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, right. So then, you know, that, that story of Elijah, where he speaks in the whisper, not in the noise, but in the whisper, what we find is that although God speaks in a lot of different ways, we start to find consistency in the way that he speaks throughout history to his people. And and there we have that story of God speaking to him in the whisper. And so like the the yeah, the quote from Mother Teresa, you know, she was asked by uh in an interview on, you know, like the national news by this very famous prestigious news anchor, when you when you speak to God, when you you're in prayer, what do you say to God? And Mother Teresa, you know, says, I, I don't say anything in prayer. I just I listen. And then the news anchor is just like, Oh yeah, yeah, right. Well, well then what does God what does God say to you when you pray? And Mother Teresa says Well, God doesn't say anything to me, he listens. So, you you know, and she's like, if you don't understand that, I don't know how to explain it to you. Um, and, and and I, I was thinking about that, like this, when God speaks to us in the silence, like creating space where we can hear this whisper, how often do we come to God in prayer without an agenda, simply just to create space to be with him and, and trusting that, you know, something might, might happen. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and so let's let's say we've now created a space where like, okay, Jared, I get it. My ears are no longer dull. I've created this space. Now, there, you, you said there are five ways we can experience God. So take us through uh, the, those five ways that, that now that we've you know been intentional and given ourselves space, what do you find as the five ways that God can speak to us?
1: Yeah, it seems like consistently he is speaking through these kind of five avenues to, to his people throughout history. And the first is through that idea of prayer. Um, as we just touched on with like the Mother Teresa thing, is prayer is creating space for God. Uh, another way that he speaks to us is through scripture, uh, through the Bible, through God's word. Um, a third way would be through people, community, close friends. Uh, God speaks to us through each other. Uh, a fourth way would be through creation, uh, through the world around us. And then the fifth way would be circumstances. Yeah. So so let's start off with prayer, right? So we we talked about Mother Teresa. It's like this creating space, where we don't necessarily have an agenda. And it's okay to have an agenda in prayer. Like we're told to come to God with our requests, to present those requests to God. You know, we're told to come to God, you know, praising him, worshiping him. But I don't think it's, you know, very often do we do we simply come to God in prayer with nothing to accomplish, with no agenda. Like that that's almost like counter to our culture, right? To just simply create space for us to listen to the voice of God, create space for us to... Um, yeah, to, to, to be in tune with the spirit of God around us. And that's the kind of prayer I think that God speaks. Like it's, it's that place where we're simply being with him and, and through abiding, we start to hear that, that whisper, that still small voice.
0: And that's really good. Now, could you give us like an application, something tangible, or maybe a a tool that we can use to be able to try to create
1: that space? Yeah. And you know, I, I, I think Psalm 46 is helpful. Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God, or be still and know that he is God. Like if you're having trouble with this idea of slowing down in prayer, not coming to God with an agenda, I think this, this verse is a great place to start, to, to pray through this verse that that we would be still, we'd slow our lives down, and that we would know that he is God, that that he is God, that we are not, that he is in control, that we are not. And I think that helps us center on him, without an agenda, to just simply be still and to, yeah, to, to I don't know, chill, to chillax, right? <laughs> to be in his presence, yeah.
0: Yeah, now you said not only is there prayer, but then there's scripture. So God speaks to us through prayer, but he also speaks through us through the word.
1: Yeah, and, you know, this is one of those things that you know, scripture can be... Maybe like that audible voice, right? Like we, I remember as a child, I would I would want to hear a voice from God. So I'd, I'd like open up, close my eyes and put my finger on a passage and whatever that passage was, that was God speaking to me.
0: Hopefully not like Leviticus and a lot of bloodshed.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. It also it could be, you know, we have to understand that that could also be very dangerous if we try to hear the voice of God through scripture. Um, but but God speaks to us through his word, through through this sacred text. And he has for thousands of years. And uh, we believe that as scripture was written, it was divinely inspired. And there's all sorts of theories of what that means. but, But basically, like, God divinely inspired the message that is in scripture. And we also believe that as we read it, he can divinely inspire us. And so there's a practice for reading scripture that I think is helpful as we try to hear the voice of God. And that practice is called Lectio Divina, which is the translation of that means to the divine reading. And a simple practice of the divine reading is you you grab a passage of scripture, say like Psalm 23, and you read through it four separate times. And every time you read through it, you approach it differently. Uh, You approach it, approach it. uh, You read it, you you observe, and you approach it through prayer. Then you meditate on it. um, And then you allow God to reveal certain things to you. And then you ask him to help you uh, apply it. So there's there's this uh, practice of Lectio Divina that you can, um, you can research on, but it's basically, you know, coming to study scripture, not from like a context or the world behind the text or even like what the scripture is saying, but it's studying scripture and how that you're creating space for God to speak to you in new ways. And, in most you know, followers of Jesus, you'll find that they, they, they'll read the same text their whole life. And then after like maybe 25 years, God might speak to them in that same text in a brand new way. Um, that's, that's one of the, I think the, the power of scripture is that God God has this amazing ability to speak to us through it, yeah.
0: Now, first was prayer, and then there was scripture. And you said, you know, there are times that I pray, and then I read scripture, and it seems like God is lining up, and he's telling me exactly what I need to hear, and I'm about to move forward with something, but then I go talk to someone who is close to my life, maybe a friend, and they say, I don't think you heard the voice of God.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's almost like a checks and balances, right? Like I I feel like God's telling me something. And then I go talk to my wife, Marcy, and she's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not God. (laughs) Right. And, and I think that's, what's so key about having close friends that love you and that you're an authentic relationship with is that God speaks to us through each other. God speaks to us through our community and he speaks to us through the church and so I, I think, like, we, we have to take all of that into consideration. Like, as we pray and we hear something from God that aligns with Scripture, and then as we take it to those that, we, that care about us, as we approach them with this word that God's given us, uh, they give us feedback that I think is helpful. Like, if they really love us. And that's not to say that they're always right. But I think for the most part, they kind of say, like, yeah, you know, I think you are hearing from God. I think he's speaking this to you, and you need to be in tune with that. Yeah,
0: That's great. And then... The last two really speak to place, this idea of where we are. Uh, the first is creation, which I, I love because you know I, that's very tangible to me. I can think of times where I feel like God spoke into my life while I stood on top of a mountain and looked over a landscape. And we're very fortunate in Phoenix with the sunsets that we get and how beautiful they are that God can speak to us sometimes or on
1: the golf course or on the golf right golf yeah yeah exactly. like oh i just need to go golf uh, that's sorry. where i need to hear from god the most
0: typically <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> especially in patience and peace but uh, with this idea of creation um, you point into a really powerful scripture
1: Yeah, psalm 19 says the heavens declare the glory of god the skies proclaim the work of his hands day after day they pour forth speech night after night they display knowledge there is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Their voice goes out into all the earth, and their words to the ends of the earth. I love that passage. Just the heavens are declaring the glory of God. The skies are proclaiming His work. Um, and I think that we we experience that as we are we actually spend time in creation. You know, for me, that's hiking Camelback Mountain. If you ever hike Camelback, you know that you get up there and you just see like the beauty of God. There's something sacred about that place where I feel like uh, God speaks to us. And I think this is so, so important in this culture that we live in. Like we live in this great city, this great mega suburb, right? Where we, we get into our vehicle and we open the garage and we drive to work and we're inside all day and then we come home and we don't interact really with anyone. We drive, we open up the garage, we park inside, we go out into our backyard and our brick walled house and like, we, we just kind of like, we live, we live in a city and it's sometimes it's hard to just get out and enjoy creation. And yet throughout history, we find God, you know, speaking to people through creation. Like for Moses, right, the burning bush, he was out in the wilderness, you know, he was out in the middle of nowhere and all of a sudden the place becomes sacred and God shows up. And so this idea that we need to create time in our schedule to actually be, enjoy creation, that recreational, whatever it is, but to, to get outside of just the, you know, the city limits and, and enjoy the creation around us. And
0: then lastly, you, you ended with circumstances and you had this uh, really powerful C.S. Lewis quote, of course, what quote from C.S. Lewis isn't powerful or great in some way. It's pastor's best friend a lot of times, but right. he does, he still shares this really powerful idea of God speaking into our circumstances.
1: Yeah. So God speaks through these circumstances that, that we, every single day we were in different circumstances and You know, C.S. Lewis says this, and I think there's a lot of truth to it, and the problem of pain. He says that pain insists upon being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks to us in our conscience, but shouts to us in our pains. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. And I I love that quote, and it's not to say that, like, God causes pain in our life to get some sort of message across to us. You know, there, there might be different instances where that happens, but I think it's more that God takes any circumstance that we're in no matter how painful. And there's a lesson, there's a message for us. And sometimes we don't understand that when we're, we're going through the circumstance, right? It's like kind of like a dream. Like it's hard to understand you're in the dream. And then as you get removed from it, like you, you, oh, here's what God was doing in my life. And that doesn't mean it was easy. That doesn't mean it was, you know, something that you really enjoyed going through. But I, I think that like our circumstances, whether good or bad, God's always speaking to us. He's revealing something about who we are. He's um, teaching us something about our, our eternal spiritual lives and like what really matters and uh, and that message isn't always easy to hear um, but God speaks to us in the midst of all of our circumstances. yeah
0: so when we create space, we experience God speaking to us through prayer, scripture, people, creation, and circumstances and that leads us, to this question that you posed on Sunday.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if if we're considering how does God speak, maybe the the real question we need to wrestle with is how do we listen to the voice of God? Because he speaks in all sorts of different ways. And he speaks in ways that are unconventional and he speaks in ways that are consistent that we've seen. But but where are we at? Like, how do we listen to that voice? You know, are, are we too busy to listen to it? Are we too distracted? Because you know, we can't we can't unplug. Like in the evening when we, we we should have some sort of time of prayer and quiet where we're listening to like our inner monologue, we're listening to the voice of God instead we watch Netflix, right? And that's okay. But are we too busy to hear from God? Do we come to God with our own agenda or do we just create space to listen? Or are we too distracted? Yeah, I think we have to really consider the question is, you know, how do I listen to the voice of God in my life? Yeah.
0: So that, that brings us home then. And, and if you could just give us... Once, as soon as this podcast stops playing, what is it that you would charge people to do? I mean, probably not close their eyes and pray if they're driving, but right. what, what would be you know, next steps that you would just give to someone real practical?
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe reflect on like how God has, has like spoken to you in the past. How have you experienced that? And as you consider all these different ways that God speaks, maybe then turn the question to, like, what do I need to do in my life so that I can better listen to God? What are the practical steps that I need to take to limit the distractions? And and then do it. Maybe maybe after this podcast, you just need to take some, you know, moments to be in silence and, uh, and allow God to just be with you. Not even to speak, just to be with God. And uh, so that, that's our hope, really, with, with, uh, with this question. Consider how God speaks. Consider how we listen. And then create space um, for God to speak to us. So.
0: Well, thanks so much for listening to this companion piece, The Conversation, part of the Desert City Church podcast. Once again, this is Tom Hagadon with Jared Doe. We do recommend you listen to the full message uh, that you can also find in the same place uh, as you found this podcast. Um, And and we also recommend grabbing the rooted workbook that goes along with this series. And if you haven't yet, plug into a community group. Find more information at DesertCityChurch.com or email info at DesertCityChurch.com.